0: I'm Emilio F. Iman and you're listening to episode 4 of Yesterday, Today, and the next podcast. People often settle and live below or outside their God-given giftedness are fragmented and try hard false versions of themselves. I help disentangle the human experience and dismantle the broken and false narratives they carry so they live better and do their work well. Yesterday, Today and the Next is a podcast where we talk about mental emotional well-being, discipleship community, and faith in Jesus. As always, thank you for welcoming me into your life by letting me and my voice speak into your ears and giving me your time. We always start each episode with scripture. So this week our scripture is a reading from Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 to 5. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Yet He Himself bore our sicknesses, and He carried our pains. But we in turn regarded Him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But He was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities, punishment for our peace was on Him, and we are healed by His wounds. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 to 5. Friends, Jesus did it for us. He bore our sicknesses, all sicknesses. He carried our pains. He was stricken, struck down, afflicted, and pierced because of our rebellion. He was crushed because of our gross immorality, lack of equity, injustice, and wickedness. He was punished so we can have peace. His wounds brought healing. He took all the bad stuff so that even in the middle of brokenness this life on earth brings, we can be free from sickness, have peace, and be healed. It is finished. All we have to do is accept what He did for us by faith. Dear friends, if you are in a place not knowing what to do, look to Him. We often rush to follow our feelings instead of live by faith. We rush to find relief when what our soul really needs is restoration. Friends, I suggest you sit with yourself even in the discomfort. And in that discomfort, invite Jesus in. Find yourself a corner, free from the noise and distraction, and invite Jesus in that discomfort. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses, and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on Him and we are healed by His wounds. Interrupting this episode to talk to you about... I am encouraged that you are here with me today because today you are making that decision that fear will no longer rule your life. The first step to getting to where you need to be by deciding that you can no longer remain where you are and today we are going to talk about anxiety have you ever told yourself wow my mind has been spiraling out of control and i really need to get a solid place in my mind and in my faith again have you yep me too the common fact remains that so many of us have suffered at the crippling hands of anxiety, but so many more of us are not actually talking about it or are not getting the support that they need. But today, and the many more episodes, we are talking about it no matter how big or how small the anxiety is that you are facing. Because the truth is, when I was going through my own overwhelming period of anxiety, I needed some understanding on how to navigate my mind out of this Bit. I needed someone to walk alongside me and remind me of God's truth because this is just as much a spiritual battle as it is a mental battle. In the rush of your day, I suggest that you wait and take the time to listen to this when you have a moment of stillness, whether that be in the morning during your lunch break or even when things have settled down at night. Because here's the reason. This isn't a topic you want to rush through because grasping the fullness of the practices and truths that I will share will be vital to how much you take away from this episode. Half of the battle of anxiety is realizing that you are in the battle, mainly because Our fears and insecurities feel so true and when you believe it's the truth, you won't fight it. You give in to it and change happens when you actually know there is something to change. So consider this episode as your mini psychoeducation. There will be a lot of information, so be ready to take down notes. And I think it's important to start off with an understanding of what you are dealing with so you know how to combat it. So, here are some of the things that I want to ask you. Have you experienced any of these? Relationship Anxiety Because he or she did not respond to your call or your text, so you thought he or she might be cheating or perhaps ready to end your relationship. Though, of course, there's no real reason to believe this about him or her. Or social anxiety and fear of judgment or being observed in public settings, so you withdraw to a life of isolation and friends this is even true in zoom and meet meetings or have you experienced traumatic anxiety it emerges fear in a situation similar to a previous trauma although there is no real danger present or the free floating anxiety that has no real cause but is triggered by random thoughts, sucking you into the fear of its potential reality. And by the way, this free floating anxiety, these random thoughts, it is what Paul calls Ephesians as fiery darts from the enemy. Here's the thing friends, just because the thought exists doesn't make it true. I'll say it again. Just because the thought exists, doesn't make it true. Can you say it with me one more time? Just because the thought exists, doesn't mean or doesn't make it true. Get that? You do not have to believe everything you think. You have this incredible ability that you may not have realized yet this ability is called parallel processing now let me explain parallel processing enables you with the ability to think about your thoughts i know think about your thoughts this means that you can separate yourself from your thoughts and begin to discern what's healthy and what is not and then you have the ability to discard what is not healthy. So friends, use this ability that you have. Irrational thoughts pop into our heads all the time. Again, in Ephesians, Paul calls it the fiery darts of the enemy. So the downfall is when you begin to entertain the thought. Once you ruminate, aka overthink, and submit to its existence, it will ruthlessly drag you in so how does this happen and how do we make it stop anxiety comes in different forms but one of the most common ways it enters our life is through trauma trauma isn't always as big as a near-death experience but it can be it could be a heartbreak abuse of any kind, so it can be emotional abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, abandonment, a previous illness, a loss. Well, practically, trauma is any event that caused deep, deep suffering. A series of traumatic events could have taken place in your past, and over time, your mind coped by shaping itself to prepare for Danger. If you had a parent who struggled with anxiety, it's very likely that you inherently learned to respond in worry too. You pick up from your parents. So, our minds fight to avoid the possibility of ever experiencing suffering again. But worrying does not actually solve anything. It is a false effort to regain control that's also why jesus tells us not to worry because it cannot add to our height believe me if you know worry have added to my height i could have probably been nine feet now (laughs) and today have enough trouble of its own that's what jesus also said so bringing tomorrow to your today will of course overwhelm you for starters let's break down the cycle of anxiety into four parts number one the stimulus this is the event that triggers your anxiety so perhaps it can be a job loss a return call social setting car ride a boat ride doom scrolling floating thoughts it can be a lot of other things so the stimulus is the event that triggers your anxiety become aware of what your trigger is number two the automatic thoughts so after there's the stimulus or the trigger automatic thoughts these are the patterns of thoughts that follow So become aware of the usual direction of your train of thinking and number three emotions. These are the feelings that consume you after submitting to the thoughts as truth. Number four, behavior. This is when anxiety physically manifests itself through signs like agitation, feeling faint, sweating, shortness of breath, you become nauseous, or your heart races, And This re-triggers the cycle that your anxious thoughts are real. So those are the four cycles of anxiety. And now that you know the cycles of anxiety, the stimulus, automatic thoughts, emotions, and behavior, we will work through anxiety in four steps. So this is kind of your homework part already. But before we continue, let me talk to you about the ways you can become a part of this podcast community. One, submit your question if you have any. Two, share your reflections or additional insights. And three, join the discussion. And so how can you submit questions, share reflections and insights, and join the discussion? Well, also in three ways. Haven't you noticed? I'm into this pattern. So via email, iman at emiduiman.com the spelling is in the show notes or by leaving me a voice message the link is also in the show notes or join the post podcast discussion over at the green room every sunday evening at 7 p.m to 7 30 p.m it used to be saturday and we've moved that to sunday 7 p.m to 7 30 where we talk more about this week's episode and if you have questions you can ask your questions there So the Green Room is the online community aspect of yesterday, today, and the next podcast. Well, of course, you know that by now because I'm an advocate of community. And given that this is a podcast, and so we do it online too. Green Room is a free app and voice only, so you do not need to prep your appearance to join the conversation. Also, if you believe in the message and the mission of this podcast especially if you are in the Visayas and Negros Occidental and Oriental, please show your support by subscribing, giving a five-star rating, and writing a comment so we can get those algorithms working so more people can hear the message. And if you are already subscribed, thank you so 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 much. Now, continuing on. Now that you know the cycles of anxiety again it's the stimulus, automatic thoughts, emotions, and behavior, here are the four steps to work through anxiety. Number one, identify the threat. What's causing you to react? Ask yourself. Start pinpointing the event or person that keeps triggering your emotions. This is why I am an advocate of pausing, stopping, and noticing. Too often, we notice everybody's life except our own. So friends, mind mind your own business so you start identifying your own triggers and don't get me started to giving you scriptures in context to support my advocacy of minding your own business. So identify the threat, that's the first step. What's causing you to react? Perhaps ask yourself Why does this have so much power over me? The this being the situation, the person, the conversation. And then ask yourself, Is my anxiety about the situation appropriate or created by my own fears and insecurities? Second step, write down the thoughts that follow. This is where we develop self-awareness. Write down everything that you're thinking, no matter how crazy it may be. And then, once you've written it down, analyze it and be your own judge. Perhaps ask yourself, is my thought process rational or led by fear? And number three, note the reaction. How you physically react or the actions you take. What is your first reaction in response to the trigger event? Hopefully, this awareness will prompt you to think twice about your reactions for future reference. This really takes practice, I know, it's not easy, and that's why you have to begin today. You don't wait, because if you don't begin today, when? So on the third step, note the reaction, ask yourself, how does this make me react? What do I usually end up doing? And then, what is a healthier behavior that I can exchange this for? So for example, you tend to go towards your refrigerator when you feel anxious and binge on something sweet. So before you take that, think of a healthier behavior you can exchange that. So maybe instead of going straight to the refrigerator, you will pull out your journal and start writing. Or perhaps instead of doing some another kind of binge like, you know, pulling out your iPad or your computer or turning on the Netflix. Perhaps you can do stretches first or deep breathing or exercise. So think of a healthier behavior you can exchange your reaction for. And number four, bring yourself around to the reality. Choosing faith and weighing your anxieties against a more likely truth. Well, against the truth, really. So unfortunately, just because we think things and they feel real, we assume that they are true. At this point, you need to separate yourself from your feelings. Whether that be by journaling or talking through them with someone else and begin weighing the more rational reality. And so sometimes you can discover a few other things about yourself and about your thoughts and you are able to separate it when you do journaling. Believe me, if you're not a journaling type, try it. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. In this context of scripture, Paul talks to us about our role in destroying every obstacle that stands against the truth of Christ. Remember that earlier I said, anxiety is as much a spiritual battle as it is a mental battle. In other words, anything that does not align with the Spirit and the Word of God has just got to go. And that includes the thoughts that arise in opposition of your faith. So after you have identified the specifics of your anxiety cycles and have observed your own life and done the four steps, here are two things I want you to practice doing to stop the cycle of anxious thinking. One, shut it down. I mean, shut it down. Switch it off. How? When a thought pops up that you know is a trigger for you, do not entertain the thought. How do you entertain a thought? When you overthink, ruminate, do not ruminate, aka do not overthink about it. Do not give it life in your mind. Do not give it life in your mind. Instead, you can say out loud, I rebuke this thought and take it captive to the authority of Christ. I rebuke this thought and take it captive to the authority of Christ. Say it ten times every day if you have to. Forget awkwardness. In this case, awkwardness is you're not used to just you're not used to, to do it. So get used to it okay so shut it down refuse to give it life number two drop the thought that you've shut it down then drop it don't hold it don't hold on to it because you might have shut it down but you're still holding on to it so drop it totally ignore it this stage now you are disowning the thought and that is a good place to start when you drop that thought you disown that remember Thoughts are the root of your actions. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for peace, and you are the peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, God, that we are able to cast our cares to you because I know you care for us. Thank you, God, for peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, Well, friends, this is it for this week. I will catch up with you next week. This has been yesterday, today, and the next podcast. May P.S. find us today, tomorrow, and all our days.